Hey everyone, and welcome to the Not So Sad Podcast. I'm Leilani. And I'm Brendan. And we are here to give you your weekly dose of fucking joy. Hey guys, Brendan here. Um, so today, with it being the first episode, Leilani and I are just kind of briefly go over ourselves, um, some things we struggle with, along with uh, our relationship, how it started, some of the bumps in the road we've uh, we've encountered, and um, you know, just allow you guys to get to know us a little bit. So um, I am a diagnosed schizophrenic and a diagnosed bipolar. Um, more on that later. Um, I lived an average childhood up until I was about 15 when my parents had gotten divorced. Uh, that's where the depression in my life really started kicking in. Um, I also have other, uh, other complications being you know, adopted at such a young age and that led up to a lot of confusion as to why. Um, you know, just, uh, just a whole shitstorm of a lot. Uh, that led up to where I am now, which is now allowing me to spread the word and awareness about things that I deal with, which in all in all is, is kind of a, a kind of a blessing. So thankful for my trauma and learning to grow from my trauma is something that I've been working on for a while and something that I hope we can influence you guys to do as well. Well, that was a wonderful introduction. Um, my name is Leilani. Um, I... I'm diagnosed postpartum depression. I have a PTSD, major depressive disorder, anxiety, you know, the works. Um, I uh, am currently in the military. We have seven beautiful children together. Six girls and one boys. Yep. Boys, lots boy, of, one boy. Pray for me. Lots of kids. Um, my childhood was good and bad. Um which I think a lot of that is why I'm as responsive as I am towards certain situations. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I dealt with some uh, sexual assault when I was a minor. Um, I dealt with a verbal abuse, not really physical abuse, and, you know, just kind of things like that. Like, I didn't have a good relationship with my mom. Um, and at one point, did not have a good relationship with my father. Um, but over time... You know, and, 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 you know, getting to know myself and working through my trauma and my healing, I've made really good relationships with my parents now. Um, like, they are absolutely the best, so I'm grateful for that. Yeah. Um, my relationship with my biological parents has really, uh, really, really changed lately. I actually didn't meet my biological father until I was 23 years old. He's so great. Yeah, he's a pretty, he's a pretty <laughs> great guy. Um, he made his mistakes, you know, he wasn't able to be around during my childhood um, due to his own issues and things going on. And um, my biological mom, you know, I've just kind of had to realize that she was a kid who had kids and I was the second, um, her second child and uh, going, you know, going through it myself and having my kids so young, um, like my wife mentioned, we have seven, and I'm only 26. Uh, we're only 26. Brady Bunch, so, though. Yeah, you Brady know, Bunch. Blended family yeah, over Bra here. Brady Bunch, but I had my first child at 19, so, you know, going through it myself really kind of opened my eyes to how my mom might have been going through things, being even younger than I was and having two. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I, both of our relationship with our parents have kind of grown um, my adoptive mother has uh, always been in my corner. Um, my adopted father, on the other hand, has turned into a huge abusive sack of shit. Um, 
Sorry. Yeah, yeah listen. Yeah, he's he, a no-go. If he's listening to this, yeah, I don't apologize because yeah. I cut you out of my life for a reason. We're and praying ever for since, him. And ever since I've cut him out of my life, my life has excelled, and he was always my biggest downfall. I was always scared of his judgment, you know, and just other things, and... Uh, He's a big factor in um, a lot of what I go through as a schizophrenic as well. And, um, yeah, so that's a little bit about us. Um, the way we met, so... Ooh. <laughs> I just love this story. Leilani was actually one of my uh, my younger sister's uh, good friends. Um, my biological sister, who uh, wasn't adopted out of our biological mother's house. So I actually came down for a visit when we were 15 years old, mm -hmm. and I had met her. And um, we both had a lot of common interest in music and track and field and other things like that. It was brief, though. It was a very brief encounter, for sure. Less than 24 hours. Yeah, it was, it was very short. A yeah. lot less than 24 hours. And so whenever I, after, after some abuse and some conflicts between me and my adoptive father, I had moved in with my biological mother. And the first thing I did um, when I got to Metropolis, Illinois, was look for Leilani uh, because I had this huge crush on her for three years. And uh, to my surprise, she had moved to Texas. I moved back to Texas. She was gone. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. She was gone. And Gone and, like the wind, you know? <laughs> and, um, yeah, it was just, uh, it was it was kind of crushing. Um, led to another relationship that provided me three beautiful children. And, um, you know, that relationship didn't work out. But thankfully enough, um, I was working at a gas station one day in the same town. And... Uh, it's like my second, no, it was my first day. Yeah, it was my first, first day, day on the job yeah. at this uh, gas station. And uh, Leilani had walked the doors uh, because she had been stationed, you know, near near, um, near the town. And uh, I couldn't speak, really. I kind of choked. I just kind of said, what's up, dude? And uh, <laughs> she actually made the first move and was like, hey, do you want to go out and get some drinks tonight? And Your girl was lonely. And literally, <laughs> I was so stressed out that I remember spending hours on deciding what to wear just to come outside and see what color she was wearing and saying, fuck, I have a shirt that matches that and making her drive me back to my home so I could change shirts so I would match her. <laughs> That's quite literally how it went. And um, yeah. The rest is history from there. We actually got married very fast. Very like, fast. Like three um, months of a somewhat relationship. He was persistent, let me tell you. So I originally was cool with the whole friends with benefits thing. Don't judge me, okay, everyone. Um, and he literally was like, you're going to be my girlfriend. And I was like, no, I don't know. You know, I was enjoying my freedom, you know, because I had gotten out of a few terrible relationships myself. And uh, he... I was like, no, yeah, you're going to be my girlfriend one day. I promise you. And sure as shit, that turned around. I was like, so I, I, I'll be your girlfriend. And then literally, what, like a day later, you were like, I'm going to marry you one day. Yeah, she still has yeah. a video. I was, yeah, I have a video. We don't we don't, we don't, don't drink or do anything anymore. Our partying days are long gone. <laughs> no, yeah, um, yeah. Um, but I just, she still has a video of me like severely inebriated telling her, I'm going to marry you. <laughs> and like, we did in like, like a month. Yeah. It was about a month. a month, yeah. We're wild. We're wild over here. Yeah, a month but. a month later we uh we got married and then roughly 10 months after that we had our one and only child together, Miss Evie Sue, and um she is just the greatest greatest thing that has ever happened to me. She is a joy. She, she really is. She's the happiest baby I've ever seen and I mean just the smile she has really helps both of us get through our day on a daily basis and that is just an awesome blessing to have. And she's all of the kids are really a big factor as to why we're doing what we're doing. We're trying to make a movement here um, 
for all the kids that are growing up, you know, that are going to be the next generation in line, excuse our cats. Yeah, we have... Can y'all cut it out? We have four cats in here, so if you hear some meows, just um, bear with us. us. (laughs) But, you know, we are trying to help our generation heal from their traumas and and the best way that we can, which is talking and humor and, and just having those raw conversations, you know, so that... When they go raising their children, their children have a shot in life, unlike a lot of us who grew up in that old mind of don't speak, you know, you're not seen, you're not heard kind of thing. Um, And yeah, like I I think we owe a lot of that and a lot of this decision to our kids, you know? Yeah, yeah, we we definitely do owe it all, do do owe a lot of it to them. Um, They, uh, they're just, they're awesome and we got the understanding now, especially uh, my schizophrenic diagnosis is very recent, and we went through a lot of stress and struggles just trying to get me into a psychiatrist or even a therapist. And, um, you know, seeing how long of a delay it is to get into, uh, get into a psychiatrist, it's just, it doesn't sit right with us. So, you know, we're just trying to provide a safe space for people to come to because not everybody is as fortunate as us to have such a strong support system in their corner. And uh, that's what we're here to provide to you guys is kind of that support system and advice and just someone to listen to. Or if you feel the need to, you can comment if you if that's even a thing or, you know, email us. I know our email is visible and, you know, we will do our best to try to reach back out to you guys. Yeah. So um, speaking about the schizophrenic diagnosis, how, if you don't mind telling viewers, how did you feel when you first came to know that that is what was going on with you, was it like relieved or, you know, what was kind of going on through your head? It was really like a big mix of emotions. So, um, it was kind of a relief because it explained a lot of, uh, a lot of behaviors of mine. Um, originally I didn't have like very, very strong auditorial hallucinations. Um, thankfully I've never had a visual hallucination. Um, but originally it was just not very strong you know, auditorial hallucinations. And over the past two months, they've just gotten more and more intense. And then so finally, when I got the diagnosis, it explained a lot about why I was constantly on edge, why I was so irritable. And um, so just finding that out and like being able to properly address it afterwards with a psychiatrist and my family and my wife and, you know, everybody else was kind of a relief. But at the same time, it was also the, um, the scariest thing I've ever gone through in my life. And it still continues to sometimes be the most terrifying thing I go through. Um, you know, sometimes it's like, you know, you, you have somebody sitting next to you talking to you and it's, and it's bearable. And then other times it's like you're in the middle of a Walmart super center during Black Friday. But instead of hearing about the latest deals, you constantly hear about yourself and you're constantly paranoid and I haven't had a social anxiety attack since I was about 14 years old. And um, we were shopping at a Ross uh, right before my diagnosis, actually. And um, this is what led me to get help. And I just remember going to check out and not even being able to put the credit card uh, in the machine because my hands were shaking so bad. And um, that's when I decided to go get, you know, go get myself evaluated and whatnot. And um, yeah, here I am. And uh, as far as the bipolar going with it, that just adds mm-hmm. a whole mess to it. Speaking of, though, I, I learned something about bipolar um, and that you can actually be induced into bipolar disorder um, from trauma in yeah. childhood. Yeah. So just in case you guys are wondering. Yeah, schizophrenia as well can be drug-induced. Mm-hmm. It can be trauma-induced. I mean, like some of these mental health, uh, I don't want to call them a disease, but some of these mental health conditions 
um, definitely aren't just biological. You can develop them at any point in your life, and that is something that is not talked about enough in today's world. Like, you can quite literally be 45, 50, 65 years old and develop some of these problems. Yeah. Um, so that's enough about me. Let's let the... Uh, the Let's let the wife talk a little bit about her uh, about her her um, mental health and what's going on. I, I like it when you talk about you. <laughs> I don't I don't want the camera on me. Listen, that's something I'm struggling with as well. I used to be a very self-centered and vain person, and over the past two weeks, I've really been um, trying not to. And a lot of that stems from childhood trauma and the, the schizophrenia and just wanting that attention. So no, it's it's, it's your turn. It's, it's time for turn. you to talk. Okay. Yeah. Um, so for me. Um, like I said, I had a lot of childhood trauma, um, and, and some of it I'm not quite ready to talk about because I'm going through therapy myself on some of these issues, um, but I am sure once I hit a lot of my healing, you know, I'll be able to talk further in other episodes, um, but, uh, with my PTSD, uh, I will say, like, I was sexually assaulted in the military, um, I can't necessarily go into too much detail um but uh a lot of what i went through uh, somewhat similar to my husband was um i had hallucinations i had to go on an antipsychotic. um i developed extreme anxiety even to this day which you know could also come from some of my childhood trauma but very much came from um the assault that I went through. Um, and I would admit being in a marriage after going through something like that is extremely hard. Um, the way that my therapist put it is like, you know, you, everybody reacts to trauma differently. Um, and my reaction was to, it's okay to like fuck around, you know, be in like small little relationships, but don't get serious you know what I mean um like don't get too close to people that is how I dealt with my trauma um whereas other people some people just you know don't like they don't trust anybody um you know it very much is just different for everyone um but I will admit that it made it really hard being in a marriage especially um in a wonderful, beautiful marriage like ours, because I will admit, we have not always been sunshine and rainbows like, you know, it kind of came out to seem. It's quite uh, quite literally <laughs> the majority of our relationship uh, has been extremely stressful from outside stressors that I'm sure we can uh, discuss later on in the future. Yeah. Um, so there was a lot of exterior stress and then... A lot of trauma on both ends, which, you know, the whole not trusting people thing, like that's something that we had to overcome and actually just overcame recently. We've overcame a lot of our traumas uh, that together at least, and we've been working on each other's traumas together now mm -hmm. as to where before it was always like they were conflicting. Yes, um, you're absolutely right about that. Yeah. Um, we definitely had our screaming fits and our... You know, like back and forth, checking each other's phones and stuff like that, just because that's that was the kind of spot that we were comfortable with. Um, and they say that depression and things like that, a lot of like mental health and uh, disorders or whatever you want to call them, um, can be a comfort zone. So stepping out of that comfort zone is extremely hard. And I was very uncomfortable with a lot of things. Um, and again, you know, with his diagnosis, I want to make it clear 
he'll give me credit all day. But in the very beginning of finding out, I, I, I will admit I was shocked, um, a little scared myself, um, especially because I knew what I had gone through um, shortly after I was sexually assaulted. Um, and, you know, I just, I, you hear these horror stories and this and that about people with schizophrenia, whatever, and you know, squash that shit, okay? Squash it right now, okay? It's not a fucking horror story. They're still real people. Um, and once I got over my five minutes of like, holy fuck, what are we going to do? You know, we came together and I think his diagnosis actually made our relationship closer. I hate to say it because I'm not saying that I'm glad that my husband has this. Absolutely not. But it made us closer because I finally could understand where a lot of these, you know, things were coming from, all the accusations, this and that. Um, and that made me feel more comfortable with him coming out about it and being open with me. It made me more comfortable to be open with him about the things that I have gone through, you know, that we should have really have done a long time ago. Um, and I think that's really what's got us where we are right now in our communication and the way that we love each other and the way that we speak to each other, respect each other, the whole nine. So, yeah, the schizophrenic, the schiz, the, the schizophrenic, <laughs> sorry, the schizophrenic <laughs> diagnosis was, um, definitely a blessing in disguise. Um, I can definitely say that it opened my eyes to a lot of my behaviors and it has definitely, um, helped me grow as a person even in the past, you know, since the diagnosis even came up. And um, it's really starting to help me turn my life around in general. Um, I went from being this self-centered prick of an asshole husband and friend and son and brother to this guy who just is now trying to start, you know, speaking at keynotes about mental health and awareness and seeking help and just wanting to help others and listen to others more than, you know, speak to them. And um, it's something that also that I've learned from it is that speaking to other people about my diagnosis is allowing me to learn more about myself and more about my diagnosis. And it, it's really, it's just helping, you know, it's helping our marriage, it's helping me, and in turn, I hope it helps you guys and anybody else who we may come in contact with, you know, in our future. Absolutely. Um, one thing that is very similar but also very different between the two of us is uh, the, the anxiety. So both of us have anxiety through the roof um, a lot of the time. Um, mine stems from a lot of not only trauma but the schizophrenia because that is definitely part of it. The constant paranoia and, you know, the delusions. Like, the delusions of schizophrenia are a real thing. And when I told you guys earlier that um, it helps to... Uh, it helps me. It helped me understand my behaviors. Like I could literally be on the phone with my wife uh, while she's at a doctor's appointment or at work. Facetime. You know, Facetime. FaceTime. Quite yeah. literally a Facetime. And like the moment I get off of her, the delusions get so bad that like, you know, it would convince me that she was doing something shady. You know, it would convince me that she's out, you know, fucking another guy or something. In reality, like I know she wouldn't, but the delusions had become so real that it, it almost like it, it, be, it it's almost like it becomes a reality to 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 the schizophrenic themselves and um ever since I've gotten the diagnosis it's been a lot easier to kind of like take those kinds of things and just flip it around and you know just deal with it differently and shut it down and just talk to her and explain and one thing I'm very thankful for is like very quickly she has learned how to pull me out of a schizophrenic episode very quickly you know, that at first they were lasting all night long, like no sleep until 4 a.m., starts at 10 p.m., 
constant six, eight hours of schizophrenia going through my head. And um, now it's like, I think the longest one I've had recently was maybe only, what, 30 minutes, 45 minutes at the most. You the nighttime one? Yeah. I think you said it was about an hour. About an hour, yeah. yeah so, so like, but they've gotten, they've gotten a lot shorter specifically because of her. And um, that much I am very thankful for. Um, but let's talk about her anxiety a little bit as well. My anxiety. Um, so to the kids in the back, close your ears for a second. Um, my anxiety stems a lot from sex. Uh, we're just gonna, we're just gonna be fucking honest here. Um, uh, my trauma is I have hypoarousal, um, and it, it's seasonal. There's times where I could like, you know. You know, you girl, you girl can do a thing, you know, and then, and then I go through these seasons of like I just have no interest, and uh, if I try to, you know, push myself to do it because, you know, I also understand in a relationship my husband has needs and things like that, and I try to allow myself to to enter that space with him, um, I typically get extremely. Um, anxious like I, I start hyperventilating palms are sweating my heart's racing I feel like I can't breathe um and mine will literally just kind of send me into a whirlwind of I start remembering it and and you know for example if he touches me a certain way I I remember physically what it felt like to be touched by that person and you know it just kind of it kind of fucks me up and he from the very beginning of our relationship because i told him pretty quickly um not like i did my other relationships but i had known him you know pretty much since 10th grade i mean hell we were watching each other on facebook all the time um i told him pretty early like hey this is what's up this is me like take it or leave it if you want to balance i understand and um you know he did his research he listened to me when i talked about it um he started learning the signs and things like that. And I mean, very quickly, can he help calm me down in one of my episodes, um, which I think has also made it a lot easier to be with him, if I'm being honest. Um, even through some of our batshit craziness, like it, just knowing and seeing that real version of him and how loving and kind he can be is what really helped me to say no I'm gonna stick this out you know because I, I I see him I know him you know and I hope that in my loving moments and you know when I start being rageful and vengeful or whatever that you saw me in those moments and you know because that's definitely saved my life countless times you just being there during these situations that, that's another thing let me let me talk to the fucking fellows for a second dudes listen to me you can get just as much satisfaction just by like laying your wife down and massaging her and listening to her like moan in relief, not moan in sexual terms, but like moan in relief, just hearing her that release. If you can't get pleasure out of that, dude, seek some counseling because, you know, physical love isn't just sex. It's not just sexual. You know, these intimate moments can include back rubs, foot rubs, you know, body massages and mm -hmm. those don't always have to turn into something sexual it's i understand guys i understand it's very hard to retain yourself sometimes you know it's something that i struggled with for a very long time um you know in the in, in my marriage but you know you just got to learn other ways to show physical love and that's something that we struggled with like she mentioned she understands that i have needs and you know 
she just felt like it always had to be sex and like I just remember a couple months ago she laid me down and like sent me through this whole like spiritual cleansing massage and (laughs) you know just really cleaned me up and uh helped me out and that's like one of the most intimate moments that I have in my entire marriage and it's something that I'm very thankful for and something that I'm thankful that I learned early and uh didn't allow to cause more problems in my marriage or if the marriage had ended you know future relationships in general so yeah guys quit being dicks quit being assholes and do what you got to do. Um, hopefully we're not having technical difficulties. But um, yes, absolutely true. Um, and I will say that if you are a male and you are having those issues of, you know, being extra horny, I guess, um, where it's like you, you just have to have sex all the time, you should speak to a therapist because hyperarousal due to trauma is a very very real thing and um can cause a lot of issues in your relationships marriages friendships i mean whatever you know um and so you should really really look into that it's not something to be ashamed of like i was very ashamed of being hypo aroused um and just not having any libido or any want need and uh you know that's not something i'm ashamed of anymore because i know where it stems from and it's something that i'm working on and i won't be like this forever so healing is good it's good so we're gonna go ahead and try to cut it short here. Um, you know, this is kind of a little bit about us in our in our marriage. Um, we're excited for 2023. You know, we're excited that we started just at the end of the year because it gives us the opportunity for a whole year of podcasts, um, a whole year of healing, and um, a whole year of being able to talk to you guys. So um, leave down in like the reviews or comments or however it works. You know, some topics that you guys are interested in talking about. I know that I'm personally going to be talking about my diagnosis and how I manage and deal with it. And, um, you know, I know Leilani is wanting to talk about other things such as, Oh, you know, um, self care and shit like that. How important it is. Some of the military, I don't want to talk about it too much because it's not just me. It's not just my life, but it is a big part of our life, our marriage and, and the decisions that we make. Um, so I probably will talk a little bit about that, but also I want to talk about being a mom and going from not a great mom to a really fucking awesome mom because I was once that person. Don't judge me. Yeah. So, um, that's it for this episode. Uh, unfortunately, we won't be able to talk to you guys again until after Christmas. So I hope everybody has a Merry Christmas. Safe travels. Yep. Uh, if you're in our area, as you can tell, the weather is uh, pretty fucking shitty. So um, be safe driving if you have to get out. And if you don't absolutely have to, stay indoors, guys. Don't be idiots. Don't go out driving. Don't go out drinking and driving on the ice. Like, Just be safe and uh, love yourself and take care of yourself. Much love.